This is the MLW Radio Network. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. My name is Thomas and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. We right. shared a room. thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go maybe? way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do, we do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Brocast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Welcome to the Freeland Five. My name is Mike Freeland for March the 14th, 2022. Hope everybody's having a great Monday. Uh, as you know, the Freeland Five is the five top stories that I find to be most interesting that are circling around the different wrestling websites. So you know what? Let's go right to it. The biggest news story that's happening right now is the situation of Scott Hall and his health. Wrestling Inc. at this hour, Robert Grunier is reporting Scott Hall has been taken off of life support after multiple heart attacks. Now, there's been so many stories have been floating around of what's been going on with Scott and his health. So just to kind of catch everybody up, Scott was going in for hip surgery, and there were some complications during the surgery. Unfortunately, Scott suffered multiple heart attacks in the process, and subsequently he was put on life support. So WWE Hall of Famer Scott Hall is reportedly on life support, but at this hour we have been told that his family is going to be taking him off of it. As we say before, uh, Hall went in for surgery last week, but he suffered a serious setback when a blood clot got loose. Hall is multi-time WWE Intercontinental Champion with his run in WWE. A lot of people know him from his time in WCW as well as the Outsiders. Hall has been known for having some uh, some health afflictions in the past as well, but he's got his life changed uh, greatly over the last several years and, and look, looking to be doing really, really well. Right now, Wrestling Inc. is basically stating that we don't have a whole lot of information right now, but we are going to give you more information forthcoming. If we head on over to E-Wrestling News, once again, E-Wrestling News is giving us more information. Ryan Clark is also reporting at this hour that Scott Hall has been removed from life support, but he is still fighting. According to reports from TMZ and Dave Meltzer, Scott Hall has been removed from life support, 
four hours ago. Now, several family members and friends are at the hospital when he was taken off life support around noon Eastern Standard Time or 9 a.m. Pacific Time, and they continue to remain there. Scott Hall's former um, partner, X-Pac, Sean Waltman, was also confirmed that his uh, good friend has also been taken off of life support. Kevin Nash has also stated that um, the updates, he's been posting those on his Twitter account as well. For everyone who's been a Scott Hall fan, and I know there's many, just keep the prayers coming as well. Uh, all the positivity can be used at this time. It's a very difficult time. Let's let's also keep in mind Scott's children, and I think that's the big thing right now. So let's continue to keep the Hall family in our thoughts and prayers. As more information comes forward, I will make sure that I pass along. But Scott Hall, off of life support, and... Um, he is still fighting, so let's keep that going for Scott. Once again, thoughts and prayers out to the Hall family. Let's go ahead and let's find out some more information that's uh, at this hour. The AEW Rampage viewership has gone down again. Um, the show averaged 526,000 viewers and drew a .22 rating from this Friday night in the key demo departments. Now, all of you who follow the ratings, this is going to be something good for you. For those of you who are not big fans on watching the ratings and the metrics, this might not necessarily intrigue you, but metrics definitely intrigue me. AEW's Rampage on Friday night averaged 526,000 on TNT. It was down 3.5% from the prior week. Now, it showed it was the show's third lowest since it started this year. In the 18 to 49 demo, it finished 23rd on cable with just a 0.22 rating. Now, that's the same number as the show did the previous week in 18 to 49, matching Rampage's fourth highest of 2022. College basketball coverage dominated the cable charts, and uh, cable news, obviously, with everything going on in Ukraine, has definitely taken a lot of attention away from people as well. So when it comes to the ratings, Rampage still continues to struggle on Friday nights. Uh, many people who I've talked to have mentioned that maybe Rampage should be switched to a different night. That definitely would not be a bad idea. I don't know if Warner Media would like to do something like that. But I think Friday nights, SmackDown has done incredibly well on Friday nights, but now they've started to see some drop in, in some of their ratings. So maybe it might be time to change it a little bit. Um, in our next article, WWE is launching a brand new Moonsault platform for NFT. So WWE per, uh, plans to release this by WrestleMania 38. This article is written by Ian Carey at this hour from Wrestling Observer. WWE is launching an official marketplace for the company's non-fungible uh, tokens. The platform, which is named WWE Moonsault, was announced by Stephanie McMahon on Sunday at the South by Southwest conference. While WWE Moonsault has yet to launch, those interested can sign up for an email list to receive further details when they become available. South by Southwest is a very, very big conference that happens each and every year. So if you're interested, by all means, follow more about that by signing up for emails. Big time independent star, female wrestler Roxy, has reportedly signed with WWE, and she is going to be starting soon in NXT. This article is written by Josh Nansen. This is actually coming at this hour. Former Ring of Honor champion is headed to Stanford, Connecticut. Nearly a month after her trainer Booker T 
backtracked after initially breaking the news that Roxy has reportedly signed a contract with WWE. It has officially been confirmed. She is heading to the brand. Now, PWI Insider reported on Monday during a February appearance on Ariel Helwey's MMA Hour, Booker T said the 20-year-old had signed a deal, but then he later tweeted that he misspoke. That came a week after Dave Meltzer reported that the former Ring of Honor women's champion had been offered a contract after two tryouts with the company. Now, Roxy recently dropped the Ring of Honor title in January to Deanna Peraza in an episode of Impact Wrestling, and she just wrestled twice since then. A January match against Miranda Gordy in MLW and a late February uh, Texas indie match against Rochelle Rose. Now, as the case is with all these contracted talents, she became a free agent as part of the changes that are happening with Ring of Honor and the company. Uh, as we also know, Tony Khan announced that he had bought the company from Sinclair. Now, that's been nearly two weeks ago. So it looks like a big staple in the Ring of Honor world will not be returning to the revamped version of Ring of Honor. She will be heading to New York. We've seen that leading up to WrestleMania season, a lot of people start finding out who's going to be inducted into this year's WrestleMania Hall of Fame class. Right now, The Undertaker is going in, so is Vader, but we have another person. WWE has revealed their newest member of this year's Hall of Fame class is going to be Queen Charmel. On Monday, it was, she, it was posted that she will be inducted into the Hall of Fame uh, the weekend of WrestleMania, she joins The Undertaker and Vader so far. In a quote, she says, I'm so happy, Charmel told Complex, after learning that she was going into the Hall of Fame. I didn't even know what to say. It was unexpected, and it was a great surprise. A welcomed surprise. Now, Charmel broke into pro wrestling as one of the Nitro Girls in the 1990s, and she's best known for managing her husband, Booker T, in WWE and in TNA. After Booker T won the 2006 King of the Ring tournament, Charmel became Queen Charmel for her time remaining in WWE. Charmel joins Booker T in the WWE Hall of Fame, and Booker T has been inducted twice as far as individual and then part of the tag team Harlem Heat with his brother Stevie Ray in 2019. Once again, that's being brought to you by Wrestling Observer Figure 4 online at this hour. Very, very interesting to find out more people, and I'm sure there's going to be more people who are going to be inducted as the days and the weeks go by. What's your thoughts on that? A lot of people have a lot of feelings on the WWE Hall of Fame. Do you feel like it's something that still has some level of merit, or do you think that, no, it's basically whoever Vince wants to have in will go in? I'd love to hear what your thoughts are. Definitely hit me up on that one. Let's go. Uh, E-Wrestling News, great website. And at this hour, uh, Stefano Bringanti is reporting. Wardlow talks about winning at Revolution and getting more time to cut promos. Now, AEW star and face of the Revolution winner Wardlow was a recent guest on the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast where he described his win at the pay-per-view being and being allowed to cut more promos. AEW Revolution was the greatest night of my life, Wardlow says. He would go on to say, when I say that was the best night of my life, I truly mean it. I mean it. The moment of grabbing that ring and putting it over my head at the end of the ladder match and hearing the crowd and then hearing them again, the moment of placing that ring, when I turned around, I was walking up the ramp. I, could, I was heard behind myself the entire arena chanting my name. The best moment of my life. I've been dreaming of that moment since I was in elementary school. 
I knew it would be a big moment. I just didn't comprehend it would have been received that well. Uh, starting as a silent bodyguard, Wardlow wants to make the most of his opportunity to talk more. In a quote, Wardlow says, I was very excited to show that I'm excited to have the opportunity to have the microphone in my hand more often. But yeah, man, I'm just ready to be myself. I had to be the silent bodyguard. And realistically, this was a side of me. It's hard to be that quiet, but I'm ready to show the world every aspect of Wardlow and everything that I can do because I have so much more to give than what people have seen. So once again, very, very exciting. Very happy for Wardlow. I think that a lot of AEW fans are happy that once again, what they refer to as the AEW originals are definitely getting a big push on this one. So Safan Briganti is reporting at this hour uh, with E Wrestling News. Hit me up on social media what your thoughts are with Wardlow. Are you a big fan of Wardlow? I personally am. I am extremely excited for all the things that he's doing. I'm excited for the opportunity he's getting because I feel like he is definitely uh, deserving of these. All right, let's talk about the next one. This is uh, at this hour reported by Ryan Clark, and this is with E Wrestling News as well. Somebody we haven't talked about recently, this is Otis. He discusses his recent attitude change, says the old Otis isn't quite gone for good. During a recent appearance on WWE L Brunch, uh, WWE superstar Otis commented on teaming up with Chad Gable in recent months and how his attitude has changed. According to the dozer himself, the old Otis is not gone for good, he said. In a quote, this is my first winter living in Minnesota without the beard, so the whole double chin in my neck was freezing. It's a cold winter. When it was minus 30, it was like, oh, the beard is gone. I'm outside playing with my dogs, and they're having fun because they have their fur, and they're playing in the snow. I definitely missed the beard when it came to winter. I didn't think about it until it happened. It's a lot cleaner. I have a little bit of scruff here and there, but not the beard. I see pictures of myself back in the day with a beard and I'm going, man, that thing was bushy. I guess I just never trimmed it enough. It's not exactly very clean, but it was a good looking beard. I definitely miss it for the winter. Right now it's all simple. The old Otis here and there, when I come into the crowd, basically it's a whole lot different to be hated, a hated man in the ring these days. At the same time, that's what the Alpha Academy does. It's getting under people's skin. The oldest, old Otis was a good man. Carbs, soda, barbecue, a nice lady to his side. But right now, it's all about business. I think he just has gone away off to the side for a while. I wouldn't say I miss him, but I wouldn't say he's never going to be that far gone. More information here on Otis. I think like... The WWE does a very unique thing when it comes to characters in changing their gimmicks. Otis was popular when he was with Mandy Rose in a very comedic role. But I think for Otis to take that next step to be considered a contender, I think he did need a change. And like we talked about before, you know, whether it was Layla Hirsch or whether it was some of the female wrestlers in AEW, Chris Statlander, sometimes they need a little bit of a change to spark their career. And I think this is probably what was in the best interest of Otis. I think he's a great tag team partner with Chad Gable. I love them as the tag team champions. So I can't wait to see what is in store for Otis next. Can't wait to find that out. Let me know what your thoughts are. Are you an Otis fan? I know my good friend, The Butt, is uh, good friends uh, with a lot of people who are 
um, big fans of him. So we'll have to find out. But I'd love to know what your thoughts are. Hit me up on social media. I am at Mike Freeland, M-I-K-E-F-R-E-L-A-N-D. Also at this hour, Andrew Ravens, someone that we use his articles a lot from eWrestling News, is stating that Mick Foley has announced he's got a podcast coming out. WWE Hall of Famer Mick Foley is getting into the podcast business as he announced it. His new podcast, Foley is Pod, is coming soon. The WWE Hall of Famer didn't provide any further details, including when it will premiere. Foley is the latest wrestler to launch a podcast as Ric Flair, Jake the Snake Roberts, Arn Anderson, Tony Schiavone, Eric Bischoff, Booker T, and many others are already in that space. So let me know what your thoughts are as far as Mick Foley. Do you think Mick is going to be one of Conrad Thompson's next guys? Maybe he is. Conrad Thompson does a good job at what he does. Or maybe Mick is going to be doing something on a solo project. Not really sure, but I think Mick and I think Mikey Whipwreck would agree with me on this one. He's a great storyteller. And I think he's got a tremendous, tremendous amount of stories to tell. I think that'll be really, really good. Let's go ahead and let's keep the train rolling here. Uh, Stefano Bergardi is also writing at this hour. Paige Van Zant says her AEW contract is a long-term deal. Everybody who's been watching AEW wrestling recently has noticed that there's been a, a big influx of MMA stars heading into professional wrestling. Now, during a recent interview with ESPN, the newest AEW signee Paige Van Zant confirmed, along with many others, that her contract is part of a long-term plan. At the moment, Van Zant is training to be ready for her debut. In a quote, she says, it's a long-term deal. I'm not sure the specifics, of course. I think they want me to get into training first. And they want to get me ready for my first match. Then after that, we'll see what happens. And they'll see exactly wh why they put me in this place. And I think I deserve to be in this division. I think it's all going to be pretty significant. I would love to see my face in AEW every week, but we will just see. Now, the former UFC fighter also talked about Brandy Rhodes leaving AEW after their confrontation. She would go on to say, I just saw it as I came into it kind of to cause some trouble, to cause some drama. And then it made her leave. I made her leave AEW. So I guess they needed a new face and they signed my contract shortly after. Definitely, uh, they're using the Brandy and Cody storylines of them leaving as to perpetuate other storylines and make things move forward. It just makes me think this whole Cody thing is just something just doesn't seem right about it. He very well may end up in WWE, but I just think it's different. Let's go on. Andrew Ravens is also writing in at this hour um, from eWrestling News. WWE reportedly wants to induct the Steiner brothers in this year's Hall of Fame class. Now, Dave Meltzer stated during last Sunday night's main event podcast that Rick Steiner is being talked about being inducted into this year's Hall of Fame. It was added that he would like to also induct his brother Scott to put the entire package of the Steiner brothers together. Now, over the years, Scott has had a lot of negative things about WWE and specifically Triple H, but Vince McMahon is known to bury the hatchet with nearly anyone. In a quote, I've heard Rick Steiner or the Steiner brothers, depending on Scott, Meltzer said, I think if Scott is not willing, they're just going to go with Rick. But if they want the Steiner brothers, so that's a name that's been floating around. Another name that's been floating around, obviously, is Sid. So once again, the Hall of Fame this year could be really big or it might not be one of those things that every single year 
you hope that it's going to be a great Hall of Fame induction. You hope that it's going to be a good class. Sometimes you just have to wait and see. Once again, going with our good man, Andrew Ravens. He's writing at this hour, backstage reaction to Big E suffering his broken neck on SmackDown recently. So as many of you know, Big E uh, broke his neck in a match after receiving a German suplex from Ridge Holland during a tag team bout on Friday night's SmackDown, where he landed squarely upon his head. The former WWE champion announced on Twitter that he will not need surgery, that there is no damage to his spinal cord, but he did fracture his C1 and C6 vertebrae in his neck. Now, Wade Keller also discussed the situation during a recent show on PWTorchVIP.com. He noted that there is no heat on Holland for the botch spot. Uh, I have no idea about this kind of injury, and if it heals up, and he's going to be just fine, Keller said. It seems like that's possible, but I'm not saying anything close to being an expert on spinal or vertebrate injuries. So I just hope this is not the end for Big E. Big E just is beloved, Keller said, as Becky Lynch said, one of the best humans in the world. People love Big E who get to know him, and we certainly wish him the best. I asked some wrestlers about what happened and what their take of it was. First of all, I will say I heard that Ridge Holland was very apologetic and very sorry about what happened backstage. He handled himself very, very well. It doesn't appear that there's any heat on him, and it was not a reckless move or anything like that. Big E just wasn't ready for that, and it seemed like, in any way, Ridge Holland did nothing wrong. What's your thoughts on the Big E situation? Uh, it seems like there's no surgery. Do you think Big E would just take his money and retire and not you know, push things any further when it comes to wrestling? You don't want to hurt yourself. You still want to be able to get around and enjoy life. Um, I don't know. It, it's hard to say. I feel like a lot of wrestlers now are a lot like football players now. They're, they're wanting to make their money, and then they want to get out. So I could completely see if he decides that he doesn't want to wrestle anymore. But then again, on the flip side, I could completely see if he does want to come back. It's just one of those things. Let me know what your thoughts are. You can hit me up. Uh, I am at Mike Freeland, M-I-K-E-F-R-E-L-A-N-D. I'd love to know what your thoughts are as far as anything that we've covered so far or anything else that's on your mind right now as it applies to wrestling. Because as you know, wrestling is so much fun to talk about, never gets old, and it's always something that's fodder for more. Uh, let's go ahead and let's explore something that I know a lot of people are very interested in and we've kind of continued this. This is almost like the Favre watch when it comes to pro wrestling and, and it's now going to be the Cody watch. What's going on with Cody Rhodes? This was six hours ago and this was by Marco Revere. Um, this is a comment. Eric Bischoff would rather see Cody Rhodes return to WWE. This is coming from Wrestling Inc. On the latest episode of 83 Weeks Podcast, Eric Bischoff spoke about Cody Rhodes and some of the latest rumors surrounding what his next move might exactly be. Now, despite announcing on his social media and confirming the news a dozen times, Many are still holding out that Rhodes will in fact come back to AEW instead of heading to WWE. Now, given reports that talks have fizzled out between him and the company, AEW fans still are holding out hope. In AEW EVP, which will be uh, nameless, added that there's more confusion to the situation. Reporters suggesting that Cody will indeed be heading to WWE. In fact, he has insider information that he has already signed the deal. Bischoff revealed that he'd like to see Cody 
go to where he believes Cody should be. And he thinks that going back to AEW would be a bizarre move at this point. In a quote from Bischoff, I'd like to see Cody do whatever makes Cody the happiest and Brandy whatever is the best for their family, Bischoff said. I don't want to pretend I know Cody really well on a personal basis. Obviously, I've known Cody since he was a little kid. I knew his dad really well and Dustin a little bit. A little bit that I have been in communication with Cody and seems after hearing him, he's got a lot of things going on right now. Uh, Cody reminds me of Dusty very much. What are your thoughts? Do you think Cody and his whole saga is going to be resolved anytime soon? Do you feel like that this is just going to continue to linger? What's your thoughts? Hit me up on social media. Mike Freeland, M-I-K-E-F-R-E-L-A-N-D. Can't wait to hear what your thoughts are with that. Let's talk about this. This is coming in from Brandon Ewing from E-Wrestling News. Rush making his in-ring return this April. We have all the details for it right now. Former Ring of Honor star Rush is making his return to the squared circle for Robles promotion on April the 29th. Now, he will team well with Bestie Bestie Del Ring in a new member of the uh, match against La Parca, Marco Corlona, which is Mark Jindrak, and Chris Adonis. Rush will also wrestle on April 30th and subsequently on May 1st. Now, Rush has been out of action since Ring of Honor's Glory by Honor pay-per-view event after suffering a knee injury. So it's good to know that Rush is doing better and that Rush will be coming back. Um, I think anytime you hear somebody gets injured, it's really, really good to know that somebody can make a comeback and is going to be healthy enough. Uh, Thomas Lawson is reporting at this hour. The Undertaker picks his winner for the Roman Reigns Brock Lesnar unification match at WrestleMania. Uh, the Undertaker has predicted that the Universal Champion sh- Champion Roman Reigns will emerge as the unified WWE World Champion next month at WrestleMania. On April 3rd, Reigns and WWE Champion Brock Lesnar will unify the two championships in what WWE is promoting as the biggest main event in WrestleMania history. In a video on WWE's YouTube channel, the Phenom admitted it was a tough decision before he said, I'm going to go out on a limb. I say Roman. What possibly would be an upset. Undertaker would go on to say, when I wrestled Roman, he was on the rise. He was still ascending to where he is now. As much, I don't know, a calmer demeanor, but still just tons of energy, tons of charisma. It's really entertaining to see guys that size be able to move the way they can and be able to do the things they can. Physical, brutal, especially on Brock's end. Roman, much more calculated, but again, explosive athleticism, really athletic big man. Now, Lesnar and Reigns are just two superstars who have defeated The Undertaker at WrestleMania, with Brock beating The Undertaker in ending the streak in 2014 and Reigns getting a win three years later. A new champion championship allegedly is being designed for what will be revealed on the Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania 38. Once again, WrestleMania 38 will be taking place April 2nd and 3rd, a two-night extravaganza from the AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. Also on April 1st, The Undertaker will be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, and that person inducting him will be none other than Vince McMahon. So, it appears that The Undertaker has picked his side, and he has decided that he's going with Roman Reigns. Guys, this should not surprise anyone. And the reason why I say that is because Brock's a part-time guy. Brock comes in, 
he definitely stirs things up. He makes things interesting. He brings a lot of eyeballs onto WWE television, but then he leaves. I'm not saying this is going to be the last time, but he'll be back again at some point. But I, I definitely see WWE going with Roman Reigns because you have to plan for the future. And unfortunately, Brock is definitely not the future of WWE. In continuing this, Thomas Lawson is writing in on this time that WWE Hall of Famer expresses his interest in managing Cesaro in AEW. Two-time WWE Hall of Famer Ric Flair says he would love to manage Cesaro should the Swiss wrestler come to All Elite Wrestling. Cesaro left WWE last month after his contract expired with the company and the reported no-compete clause. On his podcast, Flair spoke about getting Cesaro and offered to manage the former United States champion. Flair would go on to say, if you got the mics, if you got the skills and the look and the charisma, there's a place for you in the top of any company. Find something that's different than everybody else. Simple as can be. I would get Cesaro, get him a new manager and make him a heel. Hmm. Manage him. I would love that. If I was managing him, I would call Tony Khan out to the ring and I'd knock him down from behind and have Cesaro give him a giant swing and put him in the hospital for a month. Flair requested his release from WWE in August of 2021, citing issues over creative and the way they was handling his daughter. It's believed that Flair would join AEW to manage his future son-in-law Andrade El Idolo, but those plans to bring him in were scrapped following the dark side of the rings coverage of Ric Flair's plane ride from hell. Um, I'm not really sure if a lot of you guys were familiar with that, but that is what, uh, as the rumor mill would say, squashed that coming in. Also, as you know, Tommy Dreamer was suspended for a period of time from Impact Wrestling as well from the uh, the episode that had aired. Let's go ahead and let's take a look at this. Andrew Ravens is also reporting. Man, I love me some Andrew Ravens. Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins is still listed on internal WWE cards. Dave Meltzer noted on today's Wrestling Observer Radio that Seth Rollins is still listed as being an opponent for Cody Rhodes for WrestleMania 38. Now, it should be noted that Cody has yet to sign a contract with WWE after being gone from AEW almost a month now. This is what I know, Meltzer said. On Friday, Cody and Seth was still listed as a match for WrestleMania. Nobody knew if it was actually going to be happening on night one or night two. Again, maybe Cody doesn't even know. Vince doesn't really know. They are still advertising it backstage. Um, and they're telling creative as well. So they're trying to get Cody to sign the contract to make it happen. Meltzer continued by saying the fact that the match is still being listed internally tells me that they believe he's in whether he signed a contract or not. I cannot say, but obviously they think he's in. They believe the match will happen. It's going to be interesting to watch the show. If Seth Rollins doesn't angle with somebody else, on Monday Night Raw's show tonight, it means that maybe something fell through. If nothing happens tonight, I would say that the Cody-Seth-Rollins potential match is still a go. What's your thoughts? I know we've talked about this on numerous uh, episodes of The Five. If you think that Cody going back to WWE, now if it's not about money and he wants more creative control, you're not going to get the creative control in WWE. That's just a fact. Now, I think the interesting thing that Drew McIntyre had said is when he left WWE, the reason why he eventually came back was he had unfinished business. I guess to my 
to everyone who says unfinished business, my question would be, what kind of unfinished business is there? What is there? Uh, Thomas Lawson is writing in that WWE announces Roman Reigns for the upcoming European tour. As a lot of people know, after WrestleMania is over, WWE always makes a trip across the pond. WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns will be part of the company's upcoming four-show European tour. On April 28th, WWE will start their towns in Newcastle, England, with the following shows taking place in London, England, Paris, France, and en ending in Germany. In a statement from WWE, they confirm that Reigns will be in London and their Paris shows. Sanford, Connecticut, WWE has announced that Universal Champion Roman Reigns has been added to the already stacked roster of WWE superstars appearing live when it returns to London in the UK on Friday, April 29th, Paris, France, and on Saturday, April the 30th. Now, the London-Paris events are also featuring Ronda Rousey in her first match outside of North America since 2018. Reigns will defend his title against WWE champion Brock Lesnar in a title unification match at WrestleMania 38. Now, WrestleMania 38 will take place once again, as we said, April 2nd and 3rd from the AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. Uh, coming in this hour, Stefano Bringanti from E-Wrestling is stating Chris Jericho recalls Vince McMahon putting his WrestleMania 33 match in the mid-card. AEW star Chris Jericho has mentioned many times that his WrestleMania 33 match against Kevin Owens was originally planned to be a very important match before it ended up getting pushed down into mid-card. He talked about it again on the Kurt Angle show. The champion described how he started to work with Owens and using GOAT as his nickname. Jericho would say, yes, and I'll tell you the reason why. I was working with Kevin Owens, who's another guy like Shawn Michaels and Eddie Kingston, where we just had a brief promo in London together. I remember thinking, this guy's pretty funny. He's got a good sense of humor. He doesn't look like much, but I really didn't know too much about him until I got in there with him. Then I saw him work, and I was like, he's a great worker. We did some things in London. It was just some random pairing, and then I got to the top of the ramp, and I said, I'm the GOAT. I used GOAT before anybody else used GOAT. I put GOAT on the back of my trunks because I heard it in a rap song. And Vince asked me, well, what does that mean? It means greatest of all time. And he said, that's terrible. GOAT? I said, I know. I wish it was Rhino or Moose or something. It's a street thing. Can't you see it? He said that it was fine, but don't say greatest of all time or GOAT other than that. I said, but I am the GOAT. And Kevin just kind of faintly said, and I'm the donkey. And that is where it went. You can read more of Chris Jericho's comments on his appearance on the Kurt Angle show. But it's it's great to hear the stories Kurt has to say and the stories that Jericho has to say, both of them, about their interactions with Vince McMahon over the years. So Le Champion is still doing his things quite well in AEW. Let's go ahead and let's comment on this story. News on Ronda Rousey, Alexa Bliss, The Undertaker, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Ryan Clark is reporting at this hour that there's so many things you can check out when it comes to this. Ronda Rousey is going to be coming back. What's going to be happening with Ronda when it comes to WrestleMania? What's going to be happening with her post-WrestleMania? As we already know, she's going to be involved in the European tour. How long is Ronda's contract going to be for? 
We talk about Alexa Bliss. She is starting something brand new, trying to give her a facelift and put her in situations that are going to allow her to shine ever since her situation with Bray Wyatt had ended as well. As far as Stone Cold Steve Austin is concerned, we reported on this last week that Steve Austin is going to be part of the Kevin Owens show. Whether it will be a segment or a fight or a match, we still have no idea what exactly it is going to be. So many different things are going on in the world of wrestling. Please hit me up and let me know what your thoughts are. Would love to know what you think is the most interesting thing happening in pro wrestling right now. Love to know what your thoughts are. All right, guys, that is going to do it for the Freeland Five today. Once again, continue to keep Scott Hall and his entire family in your thoughts and prayers. I hope the best for it. Um, I remember several years ago when Ric Flair was going through this. We were, we were very scared that we were going to lose Rick, and, and Rick was able to pull through. I hope the same for Scott. I can tell you right now, despite what people have done in their past, when people really try hard to rectify these things and they try to make changes in their life, I think that's what you pull for. It's all about the redemption story, and I think Scott has a really great redemption story, and I really hope everything ends up working out for him. So keep him in your thoughts and prayers. Remember, Front Row Material, our main show, airs each and every Tuesday night. That is going to be on twitch.tv forward slash Pod. The audio version of the podcast also drops every Friday. Speaking of Fridays, Future Stars Now, which airs on twitch.tv forward slash Pod. That's going to be airing. And once again, the audio version of that will also be dropping on Fridays as well. Join myself, The Butt, The Rit, uh, Liam Savage, Anton Heidnick, and so many more as we take your calls live on Front Row Material once again each and every Tuesday night on twitch.tv forward slash Pod. We always have great guests. We have a great lineup coming up for this week as well, so don't miss it. That's going to do it. I hope you have a great one. Thanks for listening to The Freeland Five. The world of NLW Radio never stops.